oh yeah, I want to make the playoffs, but like, I don't know if it's going to happen, you know? But I want it. Hello and welcome to the One Two Hookup Podcast, a playoff preview special. Tonight I'm joined by Kyle Schaefer. What's going on? Terrell, the commissioner. What's up, everybody? And Kevin, what's up, man? Hello. Uh, how are you doing, Colin? Uh, fantastic. So the situation is the four of us here are at six and seven, fighting for the last two playoff spots. No one cares about uh, Tim. No one cares about Jerry. No one cares about John. No one cares about Mike. Whatever. You lost. You won. Whatever. What really matters is which of the two of the four of us are going to make the playoffs. We've done some of the math. Uh, which we will get to, but we also just want to <laughs> talk about the scenarios, what we think will happen, and just get into it. I personally like that there's enough scenarios that we, we've done some of the math. All the math. <laughs> there's, enough, there's enough scenarios that doing some of it was just enough. Absolutely. We've determined there are too many scenarios to do all of the math, so we gave up halfway through. <laughs> uh, but in terms of concrete scenarios, um, we'll start with Rel here. If Rel wins and outscores Kevin by 23 and me by 21, he's in. Now that's barring the fact that me and Kevin both win as well. So if the three of us end up seven and seven and Rel keeps his uh, 21 point lead over us, he'll grab that last spot there. Rel, what do you, what do you think? Are you going to make the playoffs? Are you going to beat Kyle this week? What's your situation, man? Yeah, did you get my question? Yeah, um, do I think I'm going to win? Of course, you know. <laughs> kind of make the playoffs here. Um, I knew I was up for a down week because I scored pretty high like the past three out of four weeks. So I knew a down week was coming, but you know, my team's going to bounce back no problem. Looking like we got a lot of favorable matchups. Um, and I have that nice security blanket of potentially losing in. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, are you on a win streak? Have you won like your last couple games here? Um, Colin, I'll answer that for uh, Ralph. You gotta know. Oh yeah, I just kicked your ass. Right, 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 right. Oh no, you kicked his ass. I'm sorry. That's that's yes. Thank you. Respect okay. on my name. Got that right. Um, just to pull it back. Um, after the Thanksgiving games, this is one week ago. Nope, two weeks ago. Oh, cat on my back. Hold on. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Okay. You think you'd be around. you'd be used to that by now, guys? This podcast is going so smoothly. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, uh, pulling it back to Thanksgiving two weeks ago, uh, I scored like fucking hundred points on Thanksgiving, and the three of you looked like you were going to lose. And then literally, the worst case scenario happened: my team fell apart, and I, I believe all three of you won two weeks ago. It was literally like my chance to separate myself, grab the third spot. Um. So overall, very disappointing that it got this close. Uh, we'll continue <laughs> on with the scenarios here. We'll go to Kyle next. Kyle, potentially the most interesting of the three here. <laughs> His points scored is 140 points to the next closest person fighting for a playoff spot. He's 140 points behind Kevin. So there's almost no scenario where he could win via tiebreaker unless he outscores one of us by 140 points, which would, of course, mean like... You know... Two- 250 to, to 100. Stranger things have happened, all right? True. Mm, maybe. What, is, what, is, what is the scoring record for this league? Like in a, sure. in a single game, it's like 295, maybe 306. See, okay. So it is doable. But, oh, hold but on. That, well, that was back in the days when we had 
much more scoring IDPs. Like had five <laughs> defensive players that would score five points per sack. <laughs> so you would have a, a, a few weeks and five points per interception. Uh, D'Angelo Hall had the four interception game. Shout out, Mike. Oh, geez. Uh, and I had uh, OC Yuminora, and he would just get like four sacks a game. So like, we would average like two fifty for a couple. Or, of um, also back in the days, like. People who specialize in kick and punt returns and return yards. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, fucking Darren Sproles and uh, and Randall Cobb that year when he was like a rookie, you would get mm-hmm. yardage points for returns. So like, if you played the kick returner, you would get like a minimum of like ten points if even if he didn't even play offensively. Oh yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, it can that can get ugly. There there were a couple of players. Antonio Brown actually returned punts for a while. Yeah. Um, this, of course, is all Max Kennedy's fault for, for setting up the league this way. We had no idea what was going on. So even our weird scoring now is like four times over more standard than what it used to be. Uh, hopping yeah. back to Kyle's scenario, uh, Kyle needs to win. So if Kyle loses, he's out. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Set and done. So if he wins, he needs one of me or Kevin to lose, and he'll slide in there. If he wins... And me and Kevin both win, it's over. Uh, we will still take the tiebreaker spots over him. But not necessarily, because that, <laughs> that's, that's that fun scenario where Rel potentially loses in, depending on. Oh, yes. Points. But Our... you still wouldn't get in, correct? Right. It would just be Rel getting in over one of us and yeah that's that's correct rel can lose in so rel can can lose again and then if we don't beat him in points scored he'll just slide on into the playoffs so really rel you could just throw the game for me since there's a scenario where <laughs> both where both of us get in uh, i'd rather just have the security of getting in but you know <laughs> that's way riskier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but man it'd be fun yeah i'm i'm in for the hijinks um, and then just to get down to mine and Kevin's scenario, it's way more complicated. The easiest way to put it uh, is if we win and Rel loses, we'll get in there. Uh, me and Kevin are very close in points scored. Uh, it's actually two points apart, mm-hmm. uh, which makes things quite, quite close. Uh, and Rel's 20 points above us there. Uh, so, Kevin, what, what yeah. do you think your chances are? Well, it's, in there? it's funny you ask about the chances, obviously, and I preface this by saying, of course, I want Tim to set his team, but uh, I just want to note for the recording that within your lineup, you piece of shit, holy shit. Colin, before you even say that, he just did. Um, so you talk about the chances of winning. <laughs> you know, before he set his team, I had a 78% uh, chance of winning, according to ESPN. Uh, now that he has set his team, I have he has a 52% chance of winning. Um, that is what I like to see, baby. Let's go. Um, in the wow. game that just I finished. Him. Yeah, you did. He did um, we both have one player that has uh, played as of the recording of this episode, uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Eight to fourteen, uh, not great. Just to start off, not a good foot uh, that I like to see. Um, do I think that I'll win? I mean, Tim's lost six games straight, so I would really like to. Um, <laughs> before the episode started, um, I think we're all going to lose eventually um, to stump. Probably. Um, really, all for no, 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 no. Stump's not a threat. Come on. No. 
He's, I mean, sure, his 2,300 points uh, for, um, I would say, speaks for, I mean, I'm not Stump's spokesman or anything, but, uh, you know, Sounds it's like an it. intimidating points for amount. Um, uh, uh, Rel knows this, but yeah. there, is, there is literally no way that Michael Stump will ever win a championship. It, it, <laughs> I think he's gotten second matter. once and third once, I feel like. Look, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say that I, I know that my place is to make it to the playoffs and then lose. Uh, and I'm oh. hoping to do that again this Kevin, year. Kevin, I would love to meet you in the championship game and crush you for a third time for my third championship. <laughs> the, the amount of things <laughs> that anybody happen. else in the playoffs but but you. Can we talk about the scenario that would have to happen for that to happen? <laughs> I don't think I it's think even... It would be really easy, actually, because we'll be the two lower seeds. So we, Yeah, that's what it would be. There's no chance we play each other... Uh, playoff we, week one, and then if we both win, we would be in the championship game together. Wow, I mean, I mean, I think that brings up a good point. Like, come next week when playoffs start, who would you rather play, John? Like, uh, okay, we can we can shift right on over there. Uh, I do think I want to take a look at the previews um, sure. of of just our four involved games, but let's hop over to start with. John's team. Transition. John eleven and two, probably going to be the number one seed. Uh, I, uh, I, I think John's team is nasty. <laughs> to, to clarify further, I think his team is totally average, but Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Devonte Adams may be the filthiest one to hook up in league history. Shit's ridiculous. That is true. Uh, Jared Goff finished playing tonight, 15 and a half points. Not good, but not, not a disaster. Slightly under projection there. Uh, Alvin Kamara's been way down since Taysom Hill has taken over. Taking a look at his last couple weeks. Ooh, 10, 6, and 16. I mean, even the 16 is way down for, for Kamara's perspective. Yeah. Uh, anybody else you guys like to highlight here? <clears throat> Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you pointed out it's it's a Taysom Hill issue. You know, he he's just instead of doing the little dump offs like Breeze would, Hill just is going to run the ball there. Yeah, and, different and that, offense, right? And that's I mean, you know, so much of Camara's work comes in the passing game. You're gonna, I, I don't think that goes away unless Breeze comes back, which for sure isn't this week. Um, but that's actually a good point for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Breeze could be back, and then you know, Camara could could be himself again. Yeah, if Breeze comes back, John's team scares me a lot more. Uh, Julio Jones has been rough lately, alternating bad performances uh, with injury. That dude is like permanently injured. Uh, but he's always always a threat to score fucking 40 points on you. Uh, okay, let's slide over to Avocado Flavor Ice Cream. Sticking with that name, huh? <laughs> Uh, Stump's team also good. Uh, looks like Christian McCaffrey is, is going to be out this week. But but if he's doubtful, that means he's probably in next week, right? Uh, it depends. And um, is it a shoulder injury still for him? I haven't been paying super close attention. It is. It's still a shoulder injury. Dude, what a fucking season for him! He played weeks one and two. Missed six weeks, played week nine, and then missed another three. Then they had the bye week. 
So he's had three weeks of Christian McCaffrey this season. That's rough. Um, you could tell. Uh, I mean, they've been good weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Something to be said um, about that. I've had Michael Thomas for way more, but no guarantee that it's a good week every time. Right. He's the forty-first ranked running back with those three performances. Super impressive. Stumps <laughs> <laughs> um, getting healthy too. Look at his the running back like Raheem Mostert is forty ranked forty fifth. Yeah, like he, he's yeah he's doing he's having a better season than people that are playing like two Although, or three actually, times as many games as him. Actually, I, I didn't realize he didn't he actually hasn't played that many. Uh, he's only played five games himself. Uh, Mostert's played two more games, but that means that Christian Christian McCaffrey's average is is double Raheem Mostert's. Yeah. Uh, but some's getting healthy. Mostert's back now. It's getting warmed up. McCaffrey could be back for the playoffs. Also, I just realized while looking at it, Stump has three top five receivers. Yeah. Three top five receivers. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek the- Hill is a little suspicious. That dude has been a top 15 guy all year, and then he scored 60 points uh, <laughs> in week 12. So it's Slightly suspicious. That's not the t- kind of top five wide receiver I want, but obviously very good. Keenan Allen's been an entirely different person after they started Herbert. You know all about that, Rel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fucking DK Metcalf. He's so good. Is DK Metcalf the best uh, wide receiver in football? Mm. I'm, I'm still going to put my money on Hopkins. Okay. Yeah. That's how I quarterbacks, right? I would love to see Hopkins uh, with Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray's great, but he's not like a thrower per se. Well, it, honestly, uh, I actually don't think he'd do being more the possession type receiver. I don't know that you'd see that much of a difference with him with Wilson. He was he was better with uh, when he's got somebody like you know, like he had Will Fuller on the team there in uh, Houston. That they, they had that other downfield threat to open him up in the middle. And I think if Arizona gets that, you'll True. see him put up, put up the same kind of production you've always seen him put up. Yeah, he's become the deep threat there, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's really not where he makes his money. Is, uh, is Kirk considered a speed guy? Uh, I think it's more kind like of... Yeah. I'm not super familiar with him, but it always seems like he was meant to be that. He obviously hasn't been fully realized. And fucking Larry Fitzgerald's still playing, and he's certainly not a uh, speed guy at this point. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, Stump's tight end, Evan Ingram, is terrible. What are you doing, man? Why are you playing <laughs> Evan Ingram? Weird choice. Uh, I, yeah, I, I noticed that too. and was kind of scratching my head. Hey, he's got Mark Andrews on the bench. Maybe we can shame him into switching his lineup. I bet we can. Uh, Andrews has been better than Ingram this entire season. And has, strong lately, even. Has, uh, oh, he's been hurt. Sorry. I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, he hasn't played since week 11. Yeah, so he's missed the last two games. Yeah. Uh, expected to play this week. Not even questionable, it looks like. He's got Frank Gore on the bench. Man, I love Frank Gore. <laughs> How is it 2020 and we're still talking about starting Frank Gore in fantasy football? <laughs> he started him last week. Uh, he scored He's zero been good. Points, There's no reason not to. But it was a concussion that took him out. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah. you're right. It looks like he's been starting for three weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they get when he's actually in there playing, he's been doing all right. <laughs> doing all right, as in, like, Frank Gore will get you no less than three yards, no more than five every time he runs the ball. <laughs> right. Do you need two yards? He'll get it. Do you need five yards? He's still going to get three. <laughs> uh, how old do we think Frank Gore is? 36. 36. Uh, 37, which in running back age is 55. <laughs> Uh, I think he's third all time now, I, and I think that's why he's still playing. He's going for the top all time rushing record. Hang on, let me do a quick Google here because now I want to know who the oldest. Jim Thorpe took a snap at running back at age forty. Wow! So Frank's, I'm sure he's still got some time left. <laughs> I think he's talked about retiring, and I think being on the Jets has not helped him much in that regard. <laughs> I'm sure. And I think his um, son's about to enter the league, or might be in the league. What? I think his I think his son's currently in college. I do remember yeah. hearing that. I think his his son might have just started college. Because if his son was getting ready to enter the league, he would have had a kid at like sixteen or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, what college did he commit to? Is he like a a prospect? I don't know. Southern Miss. That's a big school. Gore was in college at Miami when his son was born, so he was young, but yeah, not sixteen young. It's what they're talking about uh, with the the Lakers now. LeBron signed an extension, and uh, yeah, all the articles didn't talk about the extension. It's like, is Bronny James gonna play with LeBron? That's right. He named his son Bronny. What the oh, fuck? Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's so awful. Gonna, gonna play with his sons. Uh, it's such a weird thing. I don't know how many times it's happened, but like famously, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, hit a home run in the same game that his dad did. How fucking cute is that shit? I, I, yeah, I do remember seeing that somewhere. Uh, Frank Gore is 900 yards behind Walter Payton for second all-time and like 2,600 behind Emmett Smith for first all-time. Adrian Peterson, uh, fifth on that list. He, he might pass Frank Gore. He's still sticking around, but isn't super talented anymore. Uh, and then after Adrian Peterson, can you guys name the next active uh, running back that's highest on this list after Adrian Peterson? Uh, would it be McCoy? It is LaShawn McCoy. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> uh, I was going to do one more. He's listed as active, but that dude's all but retired. Okay. Here's a good one. So I'm going to skip the guy who is pseudo-active. Who, after LaShawn McCoy, is highest active? He's been around for nine years. Has never been considered very good, but is 60th all-time. Mark Mark Ingram. Boom! Kyle, very impressed. <laughs> I, just, I just know I always pick him up in fantasy because people would let him fall. Like, you know, like you said, just over his career, he's never been considered that good, but he always puts up. Well, uh, uh, kind of a, like a late career renaissance guy drafted by Saints. It was mm-hmm. the Saints, right? Yeah. And just really didn't do much his first like three to four years. And then... Was it when Kamara came there? Or, or it might have been somebody else, but he no, shared a role with somebody? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. 
um, but started to started to pick it up and starting uh, started to put together some pretty decent years there. I am super curious who that running back was, and I must now silence the podcast until I find it. <laughs> I remember even in fantasy, it'd be like you'd pick one as like a number two running back and just be like good to go. Uh, he was good with uh, Baltimore last year, wasn't he? Yeah, last year he yeah. was very good. I guess he's just kind of getting old at this point. I haven't found the guy yet. Do you guys remember uh, Tim Hightower, though? Oh, yeah. Yes. Classic name. That Oh, man, that won people championships. Uh, definitely one of the great, like, all-time pickup guys like uh one year i had gronkowski and victor cruz the years they popped off mm-hmm. um so it may have been kamara that i'm talking about probably when you're uh, because kamara would never rush the ball a bunch and and i think just the dual threat there allowed right. him to get yards so like every year kamara was in the league he he pretty much ran for a thousand yards uh interesting good guy uh, okay, so to wrap up here, Cat, get down. Never bothered me before. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to go over the specific matchups that we're all in. Let's start with Kyle versus Rel. Kyle versus Rel. Uh, you guys didn't have anybody in the Thursday night game. Well, I had a. I had a nice 22-point game from Cam Akers sitting on my bench. Oh, rough. I mean, I definitely don't blame you. He would be my third choice for Rams running backs, maybe second over uh, Malcolm Brown. Well, I mean, my, my choice was to put in him or Alan Lazard, and I don't think I'm going to end up... Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to end up regretting that decision. Uh, Lazard's been good, but he's more of a... Might get you ten points, kind of guy. Yeah, my my idea with with grabbing him was, you've seen, you know, you've seen uh, Rogers look for him in the past, earlier in the year before he got hurt. Rogers has talked about how much he likes him, but it's really more of just a long shot for me. I know my team is by far the worst team in contention for the playoffs, <laughs> and so I know I'm going to need some kind of lottery ticket hit if I'm going to do anything. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers also hates uh, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, for sure. Yeah. So, not a bad play. Cam Akers has been hot lately. Last three games, 14, 16, 22. He has a lot of, a lot of reports coming out of, out of camp, and also just what you've seen on the field, that you know they're kind of going with a hot hand approach, and right now it's him. How about uh, you fucking play your talented rookie? How, how about that? Yeah, I like mean, a, you know, that's a very good idea. Fucking Rams. Jesus Christ, being all cute. I don't know. Look, Darrell Henderson, Henderson, he's been around for a while, but, like, you know, who knows? Maybe he finally gets good this year. Same so, like, Brown. you're not wrong, <laughs> but you just have to choose, though. Like, if, if you're not going to go with Cam Akers, well, I, so first of all, you shouldn't have drafted Cam Akers if, if you believed in Henderson and Brown. You know, you don't need a third person to split touches with. Um, and then when Henderson was the feature back and the other guys were hurt, he was very good. So how about just fucking try that guy or trade one of them? I don't know. Sean McVay. Well, I mean, like, they, I mean, what's their record? Like they're doing pretty good. I, I don't think McVay's too unhappy with the choices he's been making. 
I think, I think they're, they're like super middling. They have a very confusing uh, season. They're nine, so, they're oh, nine and four. They're nine and four. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like you said, they're doing pretty good. Just that, I mean that you know that NFC East or NFC West division is a little murky. They are in first place in the NFC West over the Seahawks, over the Cardinals, who have stumbled lately. Yeah, well, both. I mean, both of those yeah, teams both, have really cooled yeah. down as, as while the Rams have just kind of kept slow and steady. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I think they have a weird loss, which is why I, I think that. Uh, the weird uh, loss may have been Miami in my head before Miami turned it on. <laughs> Shit, I think uh, they don't have that many bad losses. San Francisco twice, Miami, Buffalo. I think so. it's those those two uh, those two San Francisco ones hurt them. Yeah, I mean San Francisco's okay, but. I think one of those weeks is when uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the Eagles beat dead. San Francisco, so <laughs> man, the fucking Eagles, Jalen Hurts, baby. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong there. Uh, okay, uh, wrapping this up here. Uh, not starting Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're right. I, got, I convinced you to play him that one week that he scored really well, and then it hasn't happened since then. Yeah, he's looked so bad this year. And I, I know the Prescott injury is part of that, but whew, it's been it's been rough because, you know, Zeke Elliott, you're going to start him until finally I decided, you know what? No, I don't need to be doing this. If, if he was actually as talented as he thinks he is, the, the Prescott injury would have hurt like his yards per carry. Not like right, his output. but not exactly. Not the amount of work that he's getting. Right. He, he should be, in theory, he'd be getting even more work it's just because be slightly less effective per touch. It's because he's it's more concerned with getting a giant tattoo across his stomach than actually running the football. Yeah, I mean, dude's pretty, pretty clearly a sociopath, but whatever. Um, but I mean, at, I mean, on the matchup as a whole here, though, like unless a couple of my guys pop off, I think, I think Rel gets me pretty easily. Uh, Rel. Uh, Stump and I have talked about best QBs in the league. Not even particularly close. Uh, rough week from Herbert last week, but overall, wow, good job. Uh, especially yeah. after your uh, quarterback drafting snafu. Uh, uh, go I wouldn't call it a snafu. I would just call it collecting assets because they <laughs> fell. <laughs> I called it a snafu. So, <laughs> uh, Chris Carson's back. Uh, mm-hmm. Been doing. Good, not not amazing, not bad. Uh, Miles Gaskin, he's been hurt as well, right? Yeah, I came back from IR last week. Ooh, missed four weeks, but was already kind of back to himself uh, when he came back. Mm-hmm. So, solid RB two. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Well, I love Terry McLaurin. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that a lot of people sleep on. I was talking to Mike. I I watch football with Mike on Sundays. That's why I keep referencing him. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so me and my buddy the other day were talking. Uh, Terry McLaurin is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Position rank 15. That's a little lower than I expected, but just super steady. Uh, and he has a real quarterback for the first time in a while. Chris Godwin, super rough year for him. Why do you guys think Brady's having so much trouble like setting up Godwin and, and Evans? So it, it's... <sighs> I don't think it's so much setting them up. If if you look historically at quarterbacks' first years with Bruce Arians, they, they, like any quarterback that he has coached does not do well in their first year in his system. 
I actually, yeah. I actually think if you if you go back to some of our initial podcasts, I think I brought I was super down on uh, all the Tampa Bay wideouts and Brady himself this year for that reason. It's hard to disconnect two super talented wide receivers. You know, getting the best quarterback of all time. It's hard to to disconnect there, but I, well, I I think you're right, and obviously you were proven to be right, and especially coming from Jameis, right? Who, right, yeah. The the uh, the the wide receivers don't lose points for interceptions and bad throws. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what were you gonna say, Ralph? I was gonna say it's like a product of the offense too, because we're used to Brady throwing in a, you know, wide receivers run slant, short passes like ten to fifteen yards, and then Bruce Aarons have the more of the down the field, stretch the field type of offense, which you know Brady's forty-ish or forty-one years old, like can't throw like he used to, so. Isn't Brady like 43? That sounds right. Yeah, 43. Sounds- and a couple months. Damn, that dude's old. Um, I'll, I mean, also, they've, they've both been injured, right? Godwin and, and Evans specifically. Yeah. Godwin just had surgery to get pins taken out of the finger he broke earlier in the year. Weird. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Godwin. I tried to draft him this year, but was too late. And, and I guess the Gronkowski thing didn't turn out super great either. Uh, finishing up Rails lineup, AJ Brown. How's he been for you, bud? Pretty good. Um, I know that Titans had like a rush stretch a couple weeks ago where they like weren't throwing the ball, but they're bringing it back up, getting in the flow of things, getting him involved in the offense. Um, uh, one super big dud. Uh, week ten, one catch, yeah. twenty-one yards, three points. Other than that, super solid. I love AJ Brown. I miss him every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other portion of that trade, Rel, how is Travis Fulgham doing for you? <laughs> you know, it's been a time. You know, when he was playing and he was getting res- uh, targets, you know, he was uh, leading the league in receiving yards, I believe. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was definitely like the number one wide receiver for, for the forward. Whatever happened, you know, they just stopped throwing to him and no one can figure it out. I mean, I know wide receivers came back, but like, uh, Travis Fulgham points, just starting from week four when he played 13, 32, 19, 12. I trade him to Rel. He scores 19 points. Still good. Mm-hmm. After that, one point. One point, <laughs> three points, zero points. Unfortunate. I think Travis Fulgham is very good. I think the Eagles are very bad. Uh, so my call on this matchup, I think Rel's got it. Purely from the quarterbacks. I think Rell's quarterbacks could maybe outscore most of the team, depending on how things go. Yeah. And I also think the the X factor will be the Justin Jefferson emergence, you know. <laughs> yeah, he is so good. Yep. Do you see the Vikings release the video where they laughed at the Eagles for not drafting Justin Jefferson? <laughs> uh I knew I knew the second we let him fall to the next team, I knew he was gonna end up being really good because that's just how things happen for us yeah oh well, i mean like um we picked uh jj arcega white side arcega uh, okay okay you're right my bad he doesn't <laughs> play anymore so i don't hear it pronounced much uh oh, okay. did you, dk metcalf did you see the stat where it was like it was like halfway through our game against the seahawks and dk had better stats than white side has his in career. his whole career that's true every week, I bet, though. <laughs> uh, does does Ortega Whiteside have, like, 
He's got like 19 catches. Or, or no, yeah. not not 19. I think he might have nine catches in his career. Right. Like, does he even have 100 yards total? No, it's like 50 yeah. or something. And have we caught him yet? Like, I'm surprised. That's coming, right? Probably. Arcega Whiteside for his career has 12 receptions for 214 yards. That is more than I would have thought it would be. He's played 23 games. What, Tyreek Hill had that or more yards and receptions than, what, two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, he's got one touchdown. Uh, yards per game, 9.3. You fucking son of a bitch. Uh, and then there's one other Eagles draft snafu. They drafted uh, Jordan Matthews over Devontae Adams. Uh, Whoops. Jordan Matthews, of course, was good for a short period of time. I was going to say, at least Matthews was like serviceable. So like he was, he was a professional wide receiver, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was like, that year where everyone thought he was going to be like a top 10 fantasy guy. He had nearly a thousand yards his first three seasons, had eight touchdowns uh, per season his first two, and then fell off a cliff. Uh, Kevin, who's your who's your pick for the Rel Kyle matchup? It is close, but yeah, it, uh, probably gonna have to say Rel. ESPN agrees, fifty-eight yeah. percent. Rel, of course, you're picking yourself. Yeah, of course. Times like this. <laughs> <laughs> Slide over to Kevin versus Tim. Now, now it's close by ESPN standards. Kevin, playing Taysom Hill, huh? You son of a bitch. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I have Kirk Cousins. Oh, no, it's the right choice. Ready to go in case I, I chicken out. But yeah, I do believe I'll be playing Taysom Hill. Kirk Cousins has been amazing lately. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Quite good, honestly. I mean, you know, he's not projected as much as Hill, but um, he's been so consistent. Taysom Hill has also been good, not amazingly yeah. good. Classic 78-yard throwing game versus Denver. I guess that was the week Denver didn't have a quarterback, though, so they didn't need to like put any effort into it. Yeah, that, I mean, it looked like they were playing against a college team. Uh, Dalvin Cook, what a fucking monster. He should tear up as usual. Um, as you said earlier, the two Rams wide receivers played each other. Cooper Cup slightly outscoring Robert Woods. Uh, this is a really close one. Uh, unfortunate you've lost Kittle for most of the year. Yeah, he, yeah he that made a huge... Career. Yeah, Kelsey um, is, is a glaring uh, where Tim is, is uh, beating me. And I actually just picked up Kasiki. Um, I still have the only eagle worth playing, Dallas Godert, um, on my bench. Um, He's been good, but now Zach Ertz is back, which is kind of clouding that situation. I'm going to give Gazeki a round. I he's know been he's been though. picked up and dropped by several people, um, but he's been good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, after I lost Kittle, it was pretty much like that. that was one of the – that was right about when I became Eternal Suffering, I, I believe. <laughs> and talking about how we were all affected by injuries it does seem like tim's gotten it a little bit worse saquon oh, early and just looking at his bench here a suspended will fuller i don't think anybody cares much about it. antonio gibson he's been okay josh jacobs probably isn't going to play deandre swift after coming alive is not going to play most likely and kenny galladay a potential top 10 wide receiver has been out several weeks here hey i, I drafted galladay so i know that pain <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim playing both 
Indianapolis Colts uh, running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. That, of course, mm-hmm. can work because Naheem Hines is essentially a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I will go... Oh, I don't know. Tyler Lockett has a big week and Kevin loses. That's my choice. Kevin? <laughs> yeah, but Dalvin Cook would score 45 points and then it's over. Is that your call? You're going to win? I, you know, if you had asked me like three weeks ago, I, I don't even think it would be a question, but I, I've been continually surprised these last three weeks in my showings. Uh, so I'm going to give it to myself. Kevin, uh, before I throw this to the other two guys, uh, where did all your bangles go? There used to be way more well, bangles here. My bangles, well, you'll notice two bangles are still on the bench. They went the Bangle same bench. They went the way of the quarterback who got injured and threw the um, whole Bengals offense into disarray. Um, hilariously, I don't, I, you, none of you probably noticed because obviously, you know, why would you pay attention to specific players not on your team? But Tyler Boyd last week uh, got one reception. It was like a 75 yard uh, touchdown return and then, oh, sorry, 72 yard touchdown and then got ejected from the game for fighting. <laughs> I did see that. What a badass. He got, he got 14 Get points it, in one play and then got ejected. <laughs> That's pretty it much was, best case scenario in which a game right. player is, is ejected. Right. right. In the past couple of weeks where I've had to pick, like randomly pick which Bengal to play, because I have two wide receivers and a running back from the Bengals, like he scored the most and he was ejected from the game. It was amazing. <laughs> I I thought it was ridiculous all year that you were playing T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd, but and you were literally worked. proved correct. T. Higgins was was way more amazing than I expected, and when Burrow was healthy specifically, they were both rolling right along. Yeah, and Bernard, like Giovanni Bernard, should not have been as good as he was for a time there, but those middle weeks, like feasting on the Bengals, it was crazy. Giovanni, uh, Giovanni Bernard, one of my favorite players, actually, is very yeah. good. He's just not the yeah. starting running back. So when Mixon was hurt there in the middle, uh, I don't know if there's anybody else in the league that you'd be more excited to start at an, an injury <laughs> replacement than Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, I'm looking here. Wait, I'm looking at week eight uh, specifically. Yeah, the three of them scored like 60 or 70 points combined. Let's just go Bengals. Bangle up. Yeah. Uh, Rel, who do you got this matchup? I'm going with Tim, even though historically everyone puts up points against him. I think this is the week he breaks his six-game losing streak. <laughs> Triumphantly goes out with the win to end his terrible, miserable season. And Kyle, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with Kevin here. Ooh, I, I think specifically the I think specifically the the double down on the Indianapolis running backs and starting Matt Stafford are going to do him in. I don't know that he has much uh, better options, but that's... Although I guess he's been doing yeah. yeah. Okay, and let's wrap up with my matchup versus the first place, Kamara Narasos, John Fendiga. Uh, my team is, is starting to come together. I, I have too many good players. That's my problem, and I just like don't know who to start. <laughs> you guys get it, right? Like... Totally. Uh, Kenyon Drake was, was middling all year and then had pretty good weeks, so I'm, I'm tossing him back in there. Uh, Kyler Murray's been on on a, a bit of a downturn here. Uh, 21 and a half, six points, 20 his last few weeks. 
yes, that's a downturn for him. <laughs> uh, they're playing the Giants, though, so maybe they can write the ship there a little bit. Matt well, Ryan's been a that fucking Giants wild defense card. is no joke. It's a good point. Well, what's, is it uh, Bradbury, the really good corner? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giants have, have really turned it around there. Is Daniel Matt Jones Ryan? back? Uh, I think he's Giants? questionable. Uh, you can look that up. I'm not positive. I think it might still be another week. Who is the backup there? <laughs> Colt McCoy. Colt the, McCoy. The best football me. name I have ever heard. Uh, <laughs> this is another good year for um, random uh, backups that you forgot about. Uh, Jacksonville, Mike Glennon's playing. Mike Glennon. What the fuck? The giraffe himself. <laughs> uh, Derek Henry has been solid for me lately. Thank you, Terrell. Well, he had five points last week, but that's okay. Colin, how does it feel to have Nick Chubb actually doing good? Uh, I love Nick Chubb so much. Uh, I, I've been terrified of Kareem Hunt all year, but they just run the ball so much it doesn't matter. Every week that, that Chubb has played has been amazing. 1912, 27, 17, back. Um, very happy with his performance. But that's my running backs. After having running back troubles all year, I have Henry Chubb, Kenyon Drake, and I'm not even playing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at this point. Uh, my wide receivers should be the most amazing ever, but they just go in and out of being amazing. Michael Thomas has been better uh, with Taysom Hill, oddly enough. And then with uh, Kirk Cousins' resurgence, Adam Thielen's been amazing. Calvin Ridley. Uh, fucking Falcons are a nightmare. Oh, and... Uh, Rel, did you did you see what uh, Darren Waller did last week? Did you catch I that? Did. I did. Well, thirteen for two hundred, two touchdowns, forty-seven points. Shout out! I mean, Darren Waller. I'd expect that if you're playing the Owen what twelve Jets. You would expect that a tight end would catch thirteen balls for two hundred yards. That's what you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Phrase it however you'd like, sir. <laughs> Uh, I played uh, playing the Saints defense this week against the Eagles. I don't like to play anybody against the Eagles, but they're so bad, I don't even care anymore. Uh, and John's team uh, looks like he's only starting two players this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams. Uh, I'm going to pick John to win. Uh, no, uh, but John's team comes down to how they're going to do. They're going to crush Detroit. Oh, I'm going to pick John. Just being like, actually looking into it, but anything could happen. Who do you got, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, it's it, John. I feel like has had a very good team all season. I do think there have been a few games where it was very close, but I, I, I don't know if this will be one of them. <laughs> I, I'm going, John. ESPN agrees with you with the 53% win probability. Uh, Rel, who you got? No, 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 I can't go with that though because if the probability is correct, that means Tim will also win, and I can't go with that. So uh, I think he'll overcome the probability and and win by a little bit more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Colin mainly because I think this is Shout the out. Um, <laughs> it's like this season we haven't been able to put up points anytime someone plays John because if you look at our points against, it's like. 100, 120 away from like the next closest person. So I think yeah. this is like we're able to overcome it, put a loss on the board, and Colin gets to win. 
You're Colin, a good man, Ral. I want to amend my answer and say that your team has been picking up steam, and if you were playing almost anybody else, I think you would win, but it's just like the draw of playing John last. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking me up into a big speech where you're going to turn around your pick. That's okay. No, no, no. Pick stays absolutely the same. Don't take back anything I said originally. Just adding more context. <laughs> okay, you just think my team's really good. Okay, I'll take that. Thank you. It's just not good. All right, moving on. <laughs> and who you got, Kyle? Um, you know, actually, I think I think I'm going to take you too. I Detroit, I think it comes down to Detroit is energized by finally getting rid of their shitty coach and actually surprised the Packers a little bit. And Rogers doesn't go God mode. Uh, just to to piggyback off that, uh, a bunch of coaches have been fired that I didn't hear about. They fired Lafleur. No, that's the wrong guy. Uh, Matt. Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Uh, Dan Quinn. Was fired from Atlanta, correct? Yeah, that was real early yep. on too. Uh, and they finally fired Gase, correct? Nah, uh, they fired Greg Williams because of that <clears throat> last second play at the end of the Raiders Jets game, yeah. where he blitzed eight, no, like prevent defense or anything, and then the Rams or Raiders oh, just that's right. Uh, and yep. then they accused them of tanking, and they fired him to like fight the tanking allegations. What a dumpster fire! <laughs> Uh, but that will wrap it up for episode nine of the One Two Hookup podcast. We will be back next week to go over the results, see who's in the playoffs, and preview playoff week one matchups. Thanks for stopping by, guys.